0: James. Hello, Raf. Hi, Mark. Oh, Mark, good to see you. Nothing. Wow. Our first guest ever on Downround was supposed to join us to talk about Amazon, but didn't show up. Didn't show up. And you know what? Didn't even send a message saying he wasn't going to show up. He just didn't show up. <laughs> he did send a very apologetic message um, that Mark Stefano, currently at the AFR, a big happening on his beat. Yeah, AFL. he's a busy man. Obviously, yeah. too busy for us. AFL TV rights deal or something. Anyway, but he he uh, apparently will be joining us soon to talk Amazon and robots.
1: He will, and he did say that he wanted us to to fight on and record an episode anyway. Yeah, he was really passionate about us still doing. He's like, you got to ship, you yeah. got to ship the episode. <laughs> yeah, we didn't actually have any material, so we've decided to do our first. Well, what were we going to call it? Uh, the rant zone. The rant zone. <laughs> Our first rant zone. First of many, I hope.
0: Where we just talk about shit that sucks. Maybe I can do a really quick little sting, like the rant zone <laughs> sting or something. Yeah, yeah, that could be funny. Surely
1: you
0: have a the All right, so. We're going to talk about things that really get our goat. Broken things. We're talking about broken things. So th- things on the internet that are busted that are stuck. Yeah. We'll go one for one. I don't know what yours are. Yep. But we'll see. Hopefully, we didn't just do four of the same things. Uh, no, I don't think we did. For me, I think it's everyone's. When you think of things on the internet and like on technology that suck, I know what you're all thinking. It's cookies. Oh, yeah. It's the first thing that flew to my mind. James, what
1: are cookies? Um, well, a cookie... Like, what What are we all accepting <laughs> constantly? When you're asked to accept a cookie, uh, you're letting the website save some data on your computer. Yeah, which allows them to track you. Allows them to essentially track you. And your movements out what... across the website, etc. Exactly. Yeah. Figure out what you're doing so they can advertise to you across the web and find out other, other stuff that's, that's going on in your computer and in your life.
0: It also allows you to stay logged in. You know how sometimes you go back to a website and you're still logged in? Most likely cookies are doing that. But because the EU changed some laws that meant that people had to proactively accept being tracked. It meant that everyone in the world now, every single website we go to, we have to constantly
1: accept all cookies. Correct. is like so annoying. It's a multimodal process sometimes. You've got to go through a whole rigmarole. Yeah, especially if like me, I
0: attempt to reject. I don't know why. I don't really know why, but I, I'm given the option... No, I'd, I'd like to reject or like use only the necessary ones, obviously, because most websites are like, no, like if you want to use a website, you're accepting cookies. <laughs> that is what that law has done. It's not meant that we're not being tracked. It's meant that we just have to constantly be clicking something and getting in our way constantly. And to be honest, we're almost blind to it now. We just know like, okay, the cookies thing
1: again. It's broken. It's broken. What do you got? <laughs> okay, so my extensive list of things that are broken in it. First one, This is this is something I'm very passionate about. Google just doesn't work anymore. That's true. It doesn't work. Go- Google sucks now. I've been beating this drum for a very long time and other people have too. I'm not the only person to notice. Let me set the scene. Mm-hmm. All right? It used to be back in the day, you would go into Google mm-hmm. and you'd search something. You'd search a question. You'd search some keywords. You'd do use your little modifiers if you're a pro. Yeah. You know, the ones they teach you in power. Bible user. School, if you're a Google power user. And what do you get? You get a bunch of relevant links. Used to get a bunch of like links to like blogs. Used Mm -hmm. to get some links to like internet forums where people were talking about things. It was a real range of diverse things you can get that served your inquiry. Yeah. Whirlpool forums. Yeah. (laughs) Whirlpool forums. It's a great, it's a great part of the internet. What happens now when you search something on Google? First of all, you're probably going to get an entire page worth of a sponsored link from top to bottom in like the different colored box. Yeah, you're going to get ads. You're going to get like a sidebar, which is like Google trying to answer your question yep. or give you like a lick to Wikipedia or like an info box. Yeah, You're going to get about 10 like related searches that you might have been thinking about adjacently. Questions that other people ask. That's right. And then you're going to get pages and pages and pages of like busted search engine optimized Chum, basically. Yeah. From websites that like you've never heard of. Yeah. They're not prominent. No one actually looks at them. They're only at the top because they've successfully gamed Google's search.
0: Yeah, which is ironic because obviously the whole purpose of like SEO optimization is Google crawls your website and openly says they're looking for... This, 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 and that, which is supposed to mean you're a good website, like obvious headings and images with alt text, yep. and obviously like answering the questions that people are asking. Which is another reason why, when you go to the website, it's always structured like attempting to guess what your Google question is with an answer below it. But then it just like rephrases the same question like five times and presents the same information five different times underneath it, usually without making a uh, any actual like analysis or anything. So,
1: and so the the, the way that extends out. As you say, it's like every website is now looks the same because they're trying to like chase that same, like what is perceived to be like Google best practices, like yeah. the subheadings, information destruction in a way that doesn't actually make sense no, but to it's a human just, being.
0: Yeah, it's just rephrased the same sentence like five ways and used every single keyword.
1: That's right. And also like then you get a bunch of like links to like Reddit and Quora and platforms like that as well. Yeah. So as a result, Google. So unless you, you're really like using your modifiers and doing some pro searching... It's it's fucking useless.
0: Yeah, or asking a simple question that you know they're just going to give you the answer. Correct. Yeah. That actually runs very nicely into one of my annoyances, and that is about affiliate websites and affiliate links. Because quite often these SEO sites that you say, like, you know, you've never heard of them. If you look up the weather or whatever, you get like weather twenty-five. In particular the case when you look up reviews, if you're like best quiet portable air conditioner, you'll get ten best quiet portable air conditioners. Fully answering your question. You click through and Again, it's a list. It's not actual reviews. It's usually just pulling through the description of the device, list 10 of them in any random order, and every single link goes to Amazon because obviously they're using it as like an Amazon referral link so they get a kickback every time someone clicks the link and then buys that air conditioner. And like so many of these websites, are it's hustler mindset, I guess. Oh, totally. Yeah, like yeah. You, you set up fully SEO-optimized website with affiliate links in order to generate passive income.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's no review sites that are good anymore. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, I use the Wirecutter. Yeah, is great. Wirecutter, at New York, New, which yep. the New York Times acquired. You have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. It is it is very good. And it's also, it is affiliate. That's like, it's an affiliate play as well, but it's yeah. also good. The Verge,
0: you know, has, you have to like go to specific websites, really. You can't, but that's the thing. Where would you go then
1: for like, yeah, your portable air conditioner or, or what have you? Yep. Again, the knock-on effect from all that affiliate stuff is that like every- social platform like Twitter and TikTok and YouTube are just like polluted with those videos that are like teaching you how to become an affiliate marketing like grind set king. Yeah, yeah. Where you'd like, like, here's how you can write ad copy to like sell air conditioners that you've never fucking used in your life. Yeah. And just like collate them into a way that people can click through and you can like scrape sense of every time someone clicks. broken. It's broken. (laughs) Busted. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we can, whatever what else have i got here this is an obvious one but i think still counts as like something that's broken and annoying ads for mobile games that don't relate at all to what the product is and they're fucking everywhere yeah this comes up a lot it comes up a lot on instagram it comes up heaps on twitter yeah on facebook as well actually Actually, tiktok it's everywhere um (laughs) Almost everything that gets advertised to as like a video ad on one of these platforms Mm. is for a mobile game. Yeah. Some sort of mobile game. Probably made in like Hungary or something. Yeah. Almost all of them, when you actually play them, are not that I'm in the habit of clicking these links and downloading them. But I like basically Candy Crush. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. My partner works in in games. She talks about this is like one of the easiest things for a studio to make. I like these match three games where it's like a bunch of gems or whatever, and you can tap find the matching gems and, yeah. and whatever, and it makes a lovely noise and it's a great feedback or whatever. But all the ads are for something completely fucking different. The ads are always for... The little guy that can't solve a puzzle with like lava in his castle, yeah. Or it's like some deranged like relationship story thing, yeah. And, like, all- at the end of them, all these games are just matching gems, and they're meant for like I guess fifty-five-year-old women to play on the bus or something, yeah. But the whole internet is just polluted with them, yeah, yeah. Totally. That's mobile marketing, yeah.
0: Well, and it obviously works; it makes money. And speaking of our wives, no I know you don't have a, you're not married. Maybe you don't believe in it. I don't know. I I'm asked. engaged. That's okay. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um <laughs> My wife actually did a podcast back in the day called Control Z, where they made a Flappy Bird clone. And it's so easy, it cost them something like seven bucks yep. to have a clone developed. And I don't know if they were hunting around for the best price. I think you could probably get it cheaper. Yep. Because the fundamentals of the game exist, you just have to vaguely reskin it and give it a different name and then optimize your marketing. Yep. And uh, then, yeah, sell it. Like the, the ad I've been getting is like this weird, looks like a child kind of um, manga. Like, daddy, you know, some shit, like, game. <laughs> okay, yeah. I haven't clicked on it. I don't know
1: why it's targeting me. <laughs> I can't say I've, heard, I've seen that one. So, I mustn't be in that, that audience bucket. <laughs> I'm not in the segment. You're the one, in the, the segment? one segment? <laughs> what do you mean? The one, that, the, one I'd like, the one that has little
0: manga boys going, daddy. <laughs> so I'm not in that one. All my other ads are also for NFTs. So, maybe that's the issue. I always click through on the NFT ads because I want to see. I want to see the claims. So, yeah. maybe that's my issue.
1: There's something broken for you. <laughs> NFTs. <laughs>
0: What do you mean? Man? The future like- of cool avatars. All right. This also rebounds off that, and that's in general the in-app purchasification of everything. Mm-hmm. I know I probably sound like a boomer now saying this, but what happened to the good old days where, okay, I'm, I'm a golfer. There I said it. I admitted uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. I play golf. I'm not a big gamer anymore, used to be. I would love a little kind of... Tiger Woods Golf or whatever, PGA Golf twenty twenty two, but like mobile version. And there are of course shitloads of golf app on the app store, but all of them are in app purchase. All of them are free. And then, you know, you have to freaking upgrade your clubs immediately and to do anything. Otherwise you're like super shit and it's unplayable. And it's all like multiplayer, like you play against other people. And it's ruined. Like it's ruined apps. Like it's ruined gaming. And I know that there's a broader issue a gamer would probably go gone a very long rant about it. Um, the last game I did play was Assassin's Creed, the one in Greece. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, just cruising around the Greek islands there, <laughs> Mykonos,
1: you know. That one that that had, I'm pretty sure those have in our purchase and stuff. In That's that what there. I was about
0: to say, though. But it yeah. was ruined because, like, at all times it's trying to push me into, like, wow, oh, you just lost to those pirates or whatever. Like, if you wanted to, you know, buy a bunch of gems to upgrade
1: your ship, it wouldn't happen, which is, like, I obviously didn't do it, but it's annoying. Yeah, no, it's I mean, it's one of the one of the big shifts in sort of the economic model of gaming that's happened over the past, I don't know, ten years mm. is this shift from whether you're paying a hundred bucks for like a new PlayStation game or you're paying five to ten dollars for a new game on your iPhone or Android or whatever. That's kinda of gone away into the territory of free to play games that you pay for uh, in app purchases in. Yeah, um, that's where the real money is because it's ongoing. You can continually update the game and, and insert new mechanics to encourage people to to play. On the professional and great end, you have ones like Fortnite where there's nothing that stops you from playing and winning Fortnite. Yeah, there's no pay to win. There's no pay to win. So you, it doesn't matter if, you, if you're if you someone that's spending heat for someone who's spending $0, you have the same chance to actually win in a game. Yeah. Uh, and you're only paying for swag, basically. Yeah. You're paying so- So it, it should be. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're paying that your your little Fortnite guy is looking absolutely tricked out. Yeah. On like the skeezy end, and it kind of evolves along the, the chain, you are basically paying to win. Or paying to basically play. One of the, the mechanics they use all the time is that, like, you'll have a little town that you're managing. Yeah. you your, your cool little town. And you'll you'll plant your little seeds in your farm. So just going from being a town manager to being a farm manager. But anyway. And then you can either wait six hours for all those seeds to grow or you can buy some gems for a low cost of $9.99 and accelerate the process. Yeah. And people do. People actually do it.
0: Yeah but the, the issue is again is the power law there is that like actually most people don't but yep. a small percentage of people spend so much that it covers everyone else and and is obviously a better business model better unit economics than um
1: charging totally. everyone 10
0: bucks. Abs- yeah, absolutely. So
1: that's actually made for a smaller percentage of people effectively. It, it, yeah, it really is. In all cases here you find about you hear about who's spending the most money on Fortnite, who's spending the most on Candy Crush. It's a numerically small contingent of people who I don't know, they probably have like Saudi oil money and then, <laughs> and there's just pumping it all into like these Swedish Candy Crush clones or whatever.
0: Yeah. But then the other side is even not in gaming, it's super annoying. And I'm obviously talking about the Apple App Store here. I don't know what it's like on Android. How, if you look up a generic app, like, I don't know, some generic kind of video editing app, you'll have five different options. All of them are free within app purchases and you don't actually know how much they're going to charge you basically until you've downloaded it and look at their pricing. So you basically have to download all five apps and then you're like, oh, well, you're like 50 bucks a month. Like I'm not doing that. It's not clear pricing.
1: No, no, the app store is bad for this because it literally, you don't know because it'll be categorized the same way if it's like one of these ultra skeezy ones that are trying to charge you like $50 for gems from the outset or whether it's like, a completely legit app that is mostly free but just has, like, a $5 upgrade for something useful. Like, there are ways of doing in-app purchases that are obviously fine. Yeah. You can buy different packs for video editing software to give you, I don't know, new, new wipes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they all look the same in the App Store, which is, like, free within app purchases, which includes so many different ways of doing it yeah. in that one little title. It's broken. It is busted. Busted. <laughs> Um, okay, this one is another little bugbear of mine. It's basically, it doesn't matter what browser you use these days, this is mostly when you're using a computer, whether you're using Chrome or Safari or Firefox or Brave or whatever it may be, every website on the internet is so memory-hungry these days because yeah. they're completely laden with basically spyware, <laughs> like loaded with ads. Every website is now infinite scroll because mm-hmm. it's... The way that you engage people, yeah. you go to a lot of news sites now. You scroll to the bottom of the article, and it just loads in the next one. Yeah, so you can the idea being you can just keep scrolling and keep looking at ads. Mm. There are autoplay videos going everywhere. That's an old complaint. There are like popovers with other videos that play. Yeah, the actual like v- part of the website that actually has content on it is normally like a three centimeter wide column in the middle of the page yeah. and the rest is occupied with ads this is particularly a problem with news websites
0: yeah but as even a- like news websites that used to be like fortune magazine and things like yeah. that are like completely fucked
1: they yeah absolutely and what happens not only is it like completely incredibly unpleasant to use that's that's fine but also like it just sucks up every skerrick of memory on your computer yeah the fans on your laptop start sounding like a 747 you look in the activity monitor it's using nine gig of ram yeah
0: well, they also use lazy loading, which is when the web page actually loads basically the entire, like, every page on the website or at least every page it thinks you're about to go to next so that it's super fast when you get there. So, you stay on the website because everything's so responsive, but in the background, it's just downloading yep. just so much stuff that you're probably never even going to click on.
1: Yeah, no, totally. You know, the worst websites for this are, I think, like, UK local, local newspapers. I don't have to read them very often, but when I land on, like, a UK local newspaper, it's... That whole country is fucked. It's one, it's one of the worst countries in the world. Yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> objective. And this, and this, this just underscores the point. Unfortunately. Anyway, yeah. busted. Broken.
0: <laughs> My last one. This is a controversial one. Okay. I mean, that's what we're here for, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. The desktop on computers. Uh huh. What's it doing? It's like the bit you turn on your laptop or open it or close things or minimize them. You're looking at the desktop. It's like the main screen in a lot of ways. It's the home. It's your, it's your home on your computer is That's your right. desktop. That's what they say. Yep. A computer uses home is his desktop or her desktop, their desktop. But it's useless other than maybe for storing screenshots. But it's, you don't really use it, to, you ignore it for the most part. That's now, correct. I understand that I'm sure that the people in Windows and Apple primarily hopefully Linux one day, Ubuntu, are aware of this. And I think you, listener, are the problem because Windows tried to kind of start dicking around with the desktop and everyone just like lost their mind. But they were right. We need to do something with the desktop. We need widgets. We need something. It can't just be scrolling images of like your kids or whatever.
1: Ugh. No, it can't be that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's it's one of the, the few things that's kind of just hung around since the beginning of graphical user interfaces on the computer. Yeah. Back when, you know, Xerox invented the first GUI, G-U-I, Xerox is the one that introduced all the metaphors that we know and love about computers today, about like, you know, filing systems. The folders. Well, that's a funny one, like
0: I find quite funny. We even use folders as the language of on your iPhone, you could put apps into folders. Yep. That makes absolutely no sense to the metaphor. The metaphor originally is you put files in a folder. I mean, it broke down immediately anyway because you could put folders inside folders and folders inside folders. Well, I'm saying folders so much. But point being, like, that metaphor is completely broken down, but it's really cute that it still exists. So we don't understand what the folder on your mobile phone is for apps. Yeah,
1: there's a word. I can't remember the word for it, but there's a word for, like, when the graphical metaphor for something persists, even when, like, the thing that it's based on is gone. Yeah. Like, you could still put a um, floppy disk as a save icon, you yeah. Could do, you could do like a stylish floppy disk as a save icon. And even like a six year old will probably get what it means, even if they actually don't know what a, a floppy disk is. Yeah, um, totally. And then your folder, exactly. Folders are still stuck around the desktop as being is like this place where you just sort of dump stuff has stuck around. I think, and look, I think one of the, the tensions of it is that Apple, I think, would love get to get rid of this because like they basically have gotten rid of most of these these metaphors on like the iPhone. Yeah. You do have folders for apps and stuff. Mm. And there is like a filing cabinet stuff within certain apps. But like you don't have a desktop. All that stuff is kind of gone. They're trying to transcend it. But I don't know, people, I reckon if you tried to like fully get rid of it, even now people would be like, I love putting shit there. <laughs> I love just like leaving leaving stuff there. I've seen people that like run their lives from their desktop still.
0: Yeah, they still keep everything neat. See, I'm, I'm full-blown search now. Like, yeah, totally. I, I'm search everything. I no, I'm, I, I I'm, barely use the desktop on my phone. I just search everything on my no, phone. I'm the same.
1: I I I don't. When I need to run an app on my iPhone, I just search for it. Yeah. If I want to find a file on my computer, I just search for it. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, that's the way it should be. I'm I'm hesitating to call the desktop busted. I don't know if I agree <laughs> with you. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do the voice. Well,
0: I guess busted is is the wrong term, but it's um, anachronistic. It's Anachronistic. Anachronistic. <laughs> do better. <laughs>